The transfer portal has been a really hot topic in college sports over the past year or two, but why has it helped a team like Arkansas immensely in all of their sports? We'll dive into that, as well as an interesting question that I was asked about why things are going so well for Arkansas and can it be sustainable? We'll break it all down on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday as we are now 23 days away from Razorback football, getting closer and closer uh, to where it really gets crazy and really gets fun and I can't wait. Uh, obviously, the excitement keeps building, and I just want it to be this game week like that. I just can't wait for that for that part. So, <clears throat> as we get closer, obviously, there's always going to be updates that we have. And in fact, yesterday uh, there was no fall camp updates as far as press conferences or practices or anything like that available to the media. So today we will have that, and hopefully today, and or I should say tomorrow's podcast, we'll be able to break down some of the other things too. But I wanted to bring up a. a what I feel like was really interesting, and I got to give a shout out uh, to Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com uh, because I was actually listening to his segment on 103.7 The Buzz yesterday on Drive Time Sports, which uh, for those of you who are from the Central Arkansas area, you know that that is the time to listen to Drive Time Sports is when Trey Biddy was on. But I was driving, and I was listening to some of the things that they were talking about, and uh, he brought up the, the transfer portal, and he kind of posed a question that I felt like was extremely interesting and something that, you know, I never really thought about it as far as how deep dive to go into it. And he simply posed the, like, it wasn't really in the question. It was more like a, like a statement, but he's like, imagine what this team would look like right now, this Razorback football team without the transfer portal. Like imagine the type of expectations, the type of feelings that would be had about this team right now if it wasn't for the transfer portal, if it wasn't for guys coming in. And I started looking at him like, you know what? That is pretty crazy. Because think about it this way. If you didn't have Jaden Hazelwood and Matt Landers coming in, like you wouldn't know who the wide receiver is, like who's going to be the main guy. Like if you didn't have the transfer portal, the guys that could come in and be immediately eligible right now, you would have no idea who you're going to throw to next year at the wide receiver group. If you look at the linebacker position with Drew Sanders, if he had to sit out a year or was didn't transfer in, all you would have would be bumper pull and a bunch of unknowns, which wouldn't exactly make you feel very strong about the uh, the the possibility of them being really good this year as a unit. Think about the secondary with Dwight McLaughlin. And Brini, those guys, you, I mean, how would you wouldn't really feel too good about that? Like, because you got, of course, a guy like Ladarius Bishop, uh, you know, maybe a Miles Slusher that's going to be in the secondary too, you know, maybe a Malik Chavis, Hudson Clark, but you don't really know how much depth is going to be there, like how good you're going to, to do with that. And so those are kind of the main positions. And then D line, of course, you got a bunch of transfers in that regard. And if they had to sit out, you're, you're going to be rolling out like four or five guys maybe that could be able to compete at the SEC level. But just kind of looking at it from that perspective, 
it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible the difference and feelings that you would have, that I would have, if Arkansas did not have those transfers coming in. Because Jay Nazelwood and Matt Landers, those two specific guys, those are the re- those two guys are reasons why I think the wide receiver core, like we talked about yesterday on the podcast, would is going to be just fine. In fact, even better as an overall group. Guys like that. Drew Sanders coming in and transferring from Alabama is a reason why I believe the linebacker core in that group with him and Mumper Poole will be just as good, if not better, than what they were last year. You know, in the secondary, same thing with Brainy, same thing with McLaughlin. You lost Fouché, you lost Eric Brooks, or Greg Brooks, but you replaced him with other SEC-quality guys that can step right in right away. That's extremely helpful. So when you put it in that perspective, it really shows and showcases how you can build a program through recruiting but connect the dots with the transfer portal as well. Now, this is not just unique to Arkansas, so I'm not trying to say that Arkansas is the only team and the only program that is able to to have these things and to, to be able to deal with these things and be able to make it work. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that if you're a program like Arkansas, where you're not going to always get the top five, top 10 recruiting classes every year, you're not always going to get the blue chippers. You're not always going to get five stars. Like on occasion, you may get one. You know, maybe that kid that is from Arkansas, like that Darren McFadden that just wants to be a Razorback. Maybe on occasion, once in a blue moon, you'll get one of those. But for the most part, you're not going to be that type of team. You're not going to be a team that is going to be perennially recruiting top 10 classes. It's just reality. I hope it changes. I wish it would change, but it's just not really there right now. But on the other side of it, since you can't do that or since you're unable to do that by plugging and placing high quality transfers that honestly can be in a lot of ways better than being a guy that can go up and recruit and develop and all that where you can plug him and place him right away he's a 21 22 23 year old kid or man in that case who has experience in the sec or at least in a high level conference to where hey we lost a big time player well plug them in, we're good to go. Like, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's puzzle pieces. You're just plugging them in and saying, hey, we're good to go. And because of that fact, that's why I feel like Arkansas and the program that Sam Pittman is trying to build, as long as you can get and still flirt with that top 20 recruiting class, which I think Arkansas can do. I think under Sam Pittman, I think consistently they can be top 20, flirt with the top 20. Do that every year. And on top of that, go into the portal and get a lot of high-quality guys, just like they did this past year, just like they did in the previous year, You know, be able to identify that talent and get them to come to Arkansas. Those are the things that's going to be able to build this program consistently where there's not going to be a major drop-off. Because, again, think about it. From last year to this year, if you didn't have those transfers coming in, you and me would be sitting here saying, man, okay, well, I mean, they could be, they could get to eight wins maybe, but probably seven and five just because there's not any wide receivers and the linebacker core is, is, uh, is pretty depleted. And the D line has, there's nobody there. Like without those things, you won't be able to compete in this conference. Like that would be the conversation is that we would just be sitting here. Like, how are they going to make this work? How in the world are you going to be able to do this? Shrugging your shoulders. No idea. So, if they can find a way to be consistent in the recruiting and then also grabbing into the portal, this is why the program can get built into 
something consistently where are they going to be a team or at least a program that wins 10 games, 12 games each and every year? No, I don't think so. I think that that would be extremely difficult to get to that point. But can they be a program that wins eight? You know, on a bad year, maybe go seven and five. On a great year, go 10 and two. But eight and nine wins pretty consistently. Yeah, I think they can do that. The SEC West is tough, I know. But if you think about the situation Auburn finds themselves in, and, you know, because we don't know what was there going to be there, I th still don't think Lane Kiffin's going to be at Ole Miss forever. And whenever he leaves, they'll take a, a, back, a back step. You know, Mike Leach will be at Mississippi State as long as they have him, and he'll be a constant seven and five team at least. So they'll be competitive. AM, you know, eight and four, it's what they do. So LSU, Brian Kelly, we don't know. Like, so there's just a lot of uncertainty. So things could change. Things could be, you know, things should really work out for those other teams, but also things could not. But I think Arkansas is in a great position right now where they can be able to build it into something like that. And, and not to mention the fact that, you know, once this realignment happens and, you know, the, the divisions change and, and everything, if they go to the pod system, as they call it, who knows, that may benefit Arkansas also. Where they may have years if if they go to the you know whole way that we're thinking about the way they go, where you're going to have three permanent opponents and then five rotating opponents in the SEC. You know, if your three permanent opponents are Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas, or something like that, uh, yeah, Oklahoma and Texas will be tough outs. But I mean, there's no reason to believe that you can't beat them on occasion. And then if you get it, the good timing of a year where those five SEC games are against you know maybe some more winnable opponents, maybe a you get like Vanderbilt, you get uh, South Carolina, you get a Kentucky, you get, uh, you know, maybe an Auburn when they're down, like just maybe work it out to all the pieces. Maybe they can put together something great like that. So there's just a lot of uncertainty. I understand that about the future. But the point is that Arkansas with this transfer portal, with their NIL program, with the way that Sam Pittman and his staff recruit high school kids and develop them, it seems like it's a really good combination to possibly keep moving forward. and people who hate the transfer portal or don't like it, don't like it when kids leave, don't like don't like those things. Okay, take it for whatever it is. But the, at the same token, like if you're a Razorback fan, that you have to have that. Like you have to have that in order to be successful. Without that, you will not be successful. So embrace it, love it, understand it, and hope it goes well. Like you want to get big-time players out of the portal because I'm telling you right now, this year, this upcoming season, I'm feeling confident, as you know, listening to this podcast, but those transfers that came in, those are going to be the X factors and why this team takes that next step. Guarantee it. Uh, we're going to talk about a question that was uh, posed to me uh, in an interview yesterday here in just a second. But folks, got to tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It's literally cookie dough. Like, who doesn't love cookie dough? It's covered in chocolate. So, you get the best of both worlds. It's pretty much like chocolate chip cookie dough, but in built bar form. And it's the puff. It's incredible. 160 calories only. And they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So go to built.com and snag a box for you and your family. It's the perfect treat. It's extremely healthy. It's extremely convenient. And the best part about it is that it tastes amazing. Take it from me. I have me a built bar every single morning. How do you think I'm able to have the energy to do this podcast? It's all because of built bar. So go to their website right now, built.com, enter in promo code locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you get, 
Buy out the whole store if you need to. Just go to Built.com, enter in promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of Built Bar. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast, um, I talked about a question that was posed to me yesterday. And I love this time of year because uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sitting there like bragging, but like I go around and I do interviews on radio shows and on podcasts and stuff, just talking about the Razorbacks, which I enjoy. Like, I, I mean, listen, I, I love if there's I love my job because I love talking about the Razorbacks. And when people get to ask me the questions about the Razorbacks, I love it even more. So uh, I got to ask a question, though, yesterday. And it's so funny because there's a common theme behind all these interviews. People can't wrap their heads around the fact that Arkansas is really good at pretty much everything right now like not just like competitive not just like okay decent but literally all the major sports like taking the power rankings and putting it together of the most popular sports the top of the 19 sports the top like 15 of them arkansas is amazing at it like elite at it and of course it starts with football we know that that's coming up in arkansas in the way they did last year People are really looking at their program to be next level. Basketball, for crying out loud, we know how good that they're going to be this year and the expectation. Women's basketball is always going to be uh, competitive under Mike Neighbors, especially with the way he recruits. Dave Van Horn, know the great job that he does. Got Courtney Dyfel with the softball program and how great she does. We know the track program's elite. We know Jordan Weaver with the gym pro, gymnastics program's elite. Like all these things together, they're just like everything's going so well, so well. And, you know, everybody just better enjoy it because you never know what could happen. But I, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a, a pretty much a standard here as long as the current group and the 80-100-year check stays uh, here at Arkansas. But I got to ask the question, why are things going so well for Arkansas sports? And, you know, I chuckle at that because I think everybody who grew up in Arkansas and, and, have, and they have been a Razorback fan pretty much their entire life we're just seeing exactly how we know it's supposed to be right now. Like we all knew and have known that Arkansas athletics can be elite across the board. It's just a matter of getting the right people in place. But people outside the state have always just said, well, you know, Arkansas is, is low tier. They can't, you know, they can't win. They need to move conferences. They can't compete like all this stuff. And, it would be so aggravating to hear that because so many people just do not understand because they don't want to understand. Like they want Arkansas to know its place. And people like us, people who grew up in the state and grew up Razorback fans, we know it is capable of doing amazing things in every sport. It's capable of winning a national championship in every sport. Now we know that, you know, you have basketball in 94, baseball's yet to win a championship. Football won one in 64, but, you know, Alabama says they won it too, but they say they won, you know, 18 championships. They didn't actually win. So we, we know that there have not been the championships to go along with it besides track, of course, but they are perfectly capable of it. Like they've been in the mix. <clears throat> Think about it. In, in every single sport, they have been in the mix for a national championship at some point in time. And the ones that haven't been, right now is the best they've ever been and now they're going to be in a position to possibly take that next step but it's just funny to me that people are so surprised by it 
They're so surprised. They're so shocked that Arkansas, little old Arkansas, could be so good in all the sports in the SEC. How did they do it? This is this is mind blowing. Like, wow, we, we can't understand it. It's simple. You have a great AD that hires great coaches and creates a great culture. And there it is. It's a simple recipe. Executing that recipe is a little bit more difficult, but it's pretty easy once you get it, once you understand it. Hunter Yurichek understands it. I've said many times, I think that being the athletic director at Arkansas is the best athletic director job in the SEC, maybe even in the country. Because of the resources that you have, the lack of competition you have in the state to be able to bring in money, like, it's easy. And so... All you needed was people to understand that and to execute it, and you're seeing the results. And that's what I tell everybody that asks me, why is Arkansas so good at everything? It's because of the people. It's because they hire the right people. And when you hire the right people, they're given all the resources. They're given all the ways to be able to be successful at a high level. And they go out and they execute it. And that's it. It's as simple as that. But the amount of people that just, it's not that they're mad. It's just they don't understand. They don't understand how Arkansas, of all places, could be good at anything. At least, you know, maybe have a lucky year here and there. But, yeah, you know, but I just, again, it, it made me so mad when people were saying Arkansas needed to leave the SEC because those are uneducated, stupid people. They're stupid people that say that. They don't need to leave the SEC. They're better than most of the teams in the SEC. In fact, if you look at this past year, uh, we talked about the CBS sports list, which I know, you know, it's not anything official, but it was still a CBS sports list that they put, compiled a, a formula of ranking the best athletic departments in the country. Arkansas was the best one in the SEC this past year. Number one, not Alabama, not LSU, not Georgia, not Florida, not AM, nobody else. Arkansas, number one. It's not shocking. It's not surprising. We in Arkansas and we as Razorback fans, we know, we know, we know what they're capable of because we've been here. We've seen it. We've seen it at its best of times and we've seen it at its worst of times, but we know what it's capable of when you have the right people in place. Arkansas has the right people in place and you're seeing and reaping the benefits from it all. We'll get into our final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast coming up next. Stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here on the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I you know, am looking forward to seeing the basketball team play later this afternoon. And uh, I, I don't even know who they're going up against or, or who, who they're playing. I guess I should probably look that up because I'm a big J journalist and reporter for the Razorbacks. Uh, and I know that there are going to be uh, uh, some uh, excitement surrounding uh, that particular game. Just because it's like, okay, you saw one the first game. They blew them out. They looked really good. But how do they follow that up? Is it going to be something that's going to be uh, better? Is it going to be worse? Whatever. Uh, okay, so yeah, here we go. Uh, they're playing Barcelona Toto Estrella. So cool. Uh, and they're from the Pavello Polis de U Municipal de Tejana. 
So obviously a very uh, good team, by the way, I butchered that reading. I don't speak Spanish and I can't even do an accent, but either way, that's who Arkansas is going to be playing today. Uh, tip off is set for 1.30 this afternoon, of course, on Flow Sports uh, or Flow Hoops. You can check that out, too. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see how, how they perform today. And one of the things that I thought about, though, when looking at that game, uh, and far as, you know, something I'd like to see more, I want to see three-point shooting. Like, that's, that's something that um, everybody wants to have and you have to have to be elite is good three-point shooting. I want it. That's the thing I'm going to see from here on out because last year Arkansas was piss poor in three and three point shooting, just bad. Um, JD Note was really the only legitimate three point threat you had. Like Stanley Amude had his games, he's probably next, but besides that, anybody else that shot threes you didn't feel good about consistently, at least. And the year before that, it was better. Because Moses Moody was just great at shooting threes. And you still had Note on the team who could hit threes. So it was a little better. But this year, I'm like, okay, we we see shooters out there. We see guys that can score and score in many different ways. But I want to see three-point shooting. Nick Smith's a great one. The best one, probably, on the team. But you're going to need more than that. In fact, even uh, Eric Musselman talked about how he wants to see more of guys like Jordan Walsh hitting threes. He wants to see Anthony Black hitting threes, the true freshman. Uh, and you know, find some other guys there. But if you can just find two, I know I'll say this: if you can find three, three guys that can consistently hit threes each and every game, there's the the it's just going to take off. Like it's going to be incredible. We know guys can get to the rim. We know guys can shoot free throws. We know guys can dunk. You know, they can. They're extremely athletic. Like we know all of those things. But can they find guys that can play at the high level that they're playing at while also knocking down threes? That's what I want to see more of. So we got a few games left in this Euro trip, and I, I know that they're they don't care what I think, but uh, I know that Eric Musselman's wanting to see that you know kind of take take shape and take the to the next step. I want to see hopefully in the next few games at least a game or two where they put it together and they hit the the wide open threes especially contested threes are going to happen, and you know you obviously don't want to do that all the time, but uh, I want to see them when they're wide open for three, knock it down. I don't care who it is, knock it down. And just give me a little bit more excitement about that element. I know they got everything else, but can they hit threes consistently? Let's see if they can do that. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.